Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Well, hello, everybody. This is Molly DeVos, your hostess and cat behavior specialist. I'm flying solo today, answering some of your excellent, excellent questions that you've sent in. And I want to start with a question that was sent in by a dear friend of ours, Douglas. Um, He sends the best questions. (laughs) And And he said, I wondered if you have any experience with the different brand diffusers that you could share on a podcast, perhaps what you've heard from clients or used in shelters. I'm seeing a bunch of ads on Facebook for TheraPet, and I wonder how it compares to FeelAway. I tried the Comfort Zone Multicat because it was cheaper, but it wasn't as good as FeelAway for my cats and situation. Great, great question. And I'm glad you asked me because... You made me aware of TheraPet, which I hadn't really checked it out. So the first thing I noticed about TheraPet is how adorable it is. It has these little duck lips sticking out of the part that is the diffuser ball at the top. It's really cute. So here's what I've learned so far. And I have contacted them and asked them for samples so that I can test it out personally and uh, also ask them to, to help us out maybe by lowering price or donating product to shelters. So more to come once I hear back from them fully. But to answer your question, um, feel away does work, by the way. It was one of the things that we had to do in school. We had to study it and get all the research that had been done on the product. And, you know, there's been some pretty extensive research for them to be able to make the claims that they do. I was very skeptic. I thought with a cat's nose, as sensitive as it is, how could we possibly make anything synthetic like their pheromones and have the cat actually react to it? But in reality, it really does work. Studies have shown that it works. Now, it doesn't fix the problem. You know, if your cat's peeing outside the litter box or stressed or aggressive, as they as they say, you know, it, it helps to calm them down. But does it make that go away totally? No. It's like a Band-Aid, you know. It, it, it is treating a symptom, knocking the rough edges off maybe, but it's not actually fixing the problem. I do always recommend that you use a, a pheromone diffuser along with all of the things that we are doing in your behavior modification plan to help your cat feel more secure in its environment. So Feelaway has two products, actually. They have their original product and then a multi-cap product. So their original product features a synthetic pheromone called the F3 pheromone. That's what's in cats' cheeks along the side of their face. They have glands there, and you'll see them rubbing on your legs and your hands and the corners of rooms and things like that. And they're doing that because they're depositing that scent pheromone on those things and basically claiming it as their own 
right? It's it's a unique signature. Every cat's facial F3 pheromones are different than another cat. So in the multi-cat version of their product, they use F4 pheromones, and those are facial pheromones from a mother cat, right? A cat that has the hormones and is lactating, and that pheromone is different than a cat who isn't. And for some reason, I guess that particular mother pheromone is more calming than just a regular cat's pheromone, and and I guess more effective in multi-cat situations. So interestingly enough, Therapets' view on this is they put both of those F3 and F4 pheromones in their product together. And they're claiming that, you know, it's a two-in-one blend of, of pheromones. So it's, you know, it's it's effective. I haven't gotten it yet, so I can't attest to that or give you any firsthand knowledge on how effective it is, but I don't know. I would assume, I probably should have looked before I answered this question, but I would assume Feelaway has patents on their process. Not to say that other people can figure out how to synthetically make cat pheromones, but, um, you know, I would try it. Doug, I'd be interested to know what your experience is personally, since you use Feelaway and you've used some of the others. I've used some of the flower essences when 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 traveling with Pico. The um, Rescue Remedy has a, a plug-in diffuser. I've used that one. I, I found success with them. They do seem to calm his stress. You know, we don't have litter box issues and we don't have a lot of issues. So it's kind of hard for me to test some of these products. But, you know, I, I we do travel with him and there are times that he is stressed clearly stressed. And so when I use these products, it, I can tell when they're helping his stress. The other nice thing about Feelaway is they have spray, not just diffuser, but spray products and also in a like a wet wipe that you can wipe inside carriers, which I think is good. Hopefully, if TheraPet is as good as or better than Feelaway product, hopefully they'll look at expanding their, their line also. So that's what I know there. Not much, clearly. <laughs> but thanks for sending in the question. Now I wanna I'm gonna I'm gonna answer questions from just one more listener today because she asks a lot of really good questions. And this is from Marie Louise, who is in Sweden, actually. We have listeners, by the way, across the globe. And a lot of our international listeners reach out to me with really great questions and consultations. In fact, um, just this morning, I got done with a remote Reiki session. So I was giving Reiki energy treatment to a cat named Cherry in Mumbai, India. Cherry is suffering from chronic kidney disease. So I was able to teach his mom how to do Reiki, a little bit of Reiki. It isn't the full Reiki level one certification, but it's it, basics of Reiki. So she'll be able to continue to deliver Reiki to Cherry after our session today. And I do offer those services now. If you go to our website at catbehaviorsolutions.org, there's a services tab and it talks about the consultation process and Reiki and an environmental, like I call it a psyche valve <laughs> and, uh, and things like that. So go check that out. But anyway, 
back to the questions. I'm rambling. See, when when I don't have Dewey as my co-host, I tend to just ramble along because I, I do kind of talk out loud a lot without a bit of a filter. So anyway, <laughs> this email from Marie Louise in Sweden says, I got my cat Prinsen, the prince, when he was six months old. He was a pretty skittish cat, but soon warmed up to me. I have a boyfriend across the Atlantic, and when I was away for a month and a half, I had him stay with my parents. He was, however, very stressed there and didn't take care of hygiene, even though my mom was spending a lot of time trying to bond with him. Eventually, he warmed up to her a bit and let her pet him. That seemed to make him less anxious and started grooming himself more. Once I came back and spent time with him at their place for a couple of days, he became a lot more comfortable with my family and took care of himself more. I have the following questions. Do cats mourn when their owner is away? And the answer to that is, uh, yeah, they do. They miss their owners terribly. You know, we travel a lot and, and we have a wonderful, wonderful friend who comes and stays with Pico while we're gone. And she takes great care of him. He even sleeps with her. She'll send pictures. And, you know, it's clear he's comfortable with her. And we'll get into the same routines that he does when she, when we're when we're here. So, but when we get home, oh my gosh, he is so clingy. And he's all over me. And he makes it very, very clear. He missed us a lot and is super happy that we're home. So yes, I do. I think no matter how good of care you can leave your cat in, when your cat becomes bonded with you and creates that relationship with you, of course he's going to miss you. It'd be like, you know, if you end up marrying this boyfriend across the Atlantic and, and you're a married couple and he's gone, you're going to miss him no matter how great a care your friends take care of you while he's away. So absolutely, cats bond with us in a very deep, deep and meaningful way. And they miss us terribly when we're gone. Her next question is, do cats feel a lot more secure when their owner is there and why? And absolutely they do. Now, a lot of this has to do with routine. Cats rely heavily on routine. They need to know that things in their environment happen at the same time every day in the same way by the same people. Otherwise, they start to get a little insecure and unsure of their environment. And this tends to make them feel like they're not in control. I tell you what, a cat feeling in control is the number one secret answer to a cat's happiness and healthiness, right? So when you're gone, things are different. You're not there. Things don't happen like they normally do. So they're going to feel insecure when you're gone, mostly because things are different and things are not happening when and how they did. That's why like when we go out of town and our pet sitters are here, we make sure that Pico is fed at the same time every day that he is when we're here and same food, same mixture, that the process is the same so that there's some consistency. But even in that, that doesn't make him, it doesn't make that cat sitter or your family in this case able to replace you. It just is a different relationship. She asks, do cats become less anxious from getting pets? 
Well, the answer to that is it depends on the cat. I know a lot of cats that don't like to be touched a lot. In fact, there's something called petting aggression. Cats can tend to get aggressive or overstimulated, which can lead to aggression. If you pet them too much or too long or in places they don't like to be touched. So it depends on the cat. And that's something to help your parents with too, is help them to know how your cat likes to be pet and where and how long so that they're also doing that in hopefully the same way you do when you're gone. There's also, by the way, as I spoke of earlier, Reiki. You know, we deliver Reiki energy through our hands and through touch and through our hands being in close proximity to the cat. And so there's there's that. Cats definitely can become less anxious by receiving Reiki energy. And she asks, how do I get a very dependent cat less anxious when I'm away? And that's hard. I mean, obviously less anxious is the key here. We're not going to make him be totally comfortable that you're gone because he loves you and misses you. But it's real important that you leave things there for him that smell like you. So dirty clothes, right? Sheets, towels, anything like that that smells like you, take to your parents' house and make sure that there are places where the cat can lay on your you know, nightshirts or things like that. And if you're away for an extended period of time, consider sending those back because, you know, your smell might end up going away after a month on those items. So consider mailing dirty laundry to your folks and then let them know when you're coming back and tell them you expect them to have it all washed and folded when you get there. <laughs> I also wonder if FaceTiming with your cat would be good. I think that they worry that we're gone forever. And if they can see us, they might feel relieved that we're still there. Now I tell you, we have a, you know, an Amazon blink camera in our house. And when we're gone, sometimes I can talk through it and I can say, you know, Pico, we're on our way home. And he gets very agitated. He meows loudly and tries to climb on top of the counter where the where the camera is and get to where the, you know, my voice sound is coming out. And I decided that that, that was aggravating him more. But if you had your mom, for instance, sitting with him and your face and voice on her phone that she's holding in front of him while you're petting him, I think that could actually bring him some comfort. So I would, I would try that and see what happens. If you notice that he's getting way too frustrated and that's actually increasing his anxiety, then just don't do it again. But try it and let me know how it works too, by the way. And then Marie Louise says she has some other non-related questions, but they're equally as good and interesting. So I'm going to read them all to you. She says, why does my cat lick certain plants, especially after I water them? Well, that's an interesting question, and I'm not sure that the water adding to your plant has anything to do with it. It could be an attention-seeking thing. Mom goes near the plant and starts watering them, and then when I lick the plant, what does mom do? Do you scold him? Do you try to get him to stop? Are you afraid they're going to eat him? So if you're paying attention to him in any way, 
then he's going to, that's just reinforcing that behavior and he's going to do it more. So it could be that. Now, if he's actually ingesting the plants, you know, cats will eat plants for a lot of different reasons. Sometimes they're just bored and they do it for entertainment. Sometimes they're just curious, like that thing smells different. I wonder what it tastes like. Sometimes if plants are moving in the breeze or air conditioning or something like that, can look like a toy or an opportunity to play. Sometimes if they feel like they have something that's not quite settling right on their stomach, they'll eat plants because they know instinctively that they don't have the enzymes to digest it and they'll throw it back up and hopefully along with it will come whatever is stuck or not digesting or that kind of thing. Um, there's a lot of, lot of reasons cats could eat plants, but it sounds like he's just licking them after you water them because he's trying to get your attention would be my guess. She asks, in Sweden, you're not allowed to take a kitten from its mom before 12 weeks. And in other countries, it's eight weeks. When would you say is the appropriate time to take a kitten from its mom? Should I wait longer than 12 weeks to ensure it's not traumatizing the cat? Well, that's an interesting question. And I'm not familiar with you know, the cat overpopulation situation in Sweden. But here in the United States, you know, shelter euthanasia is the number one cause of death in cats because there are more cats than there are people who want to have them in their home. So, you know, we have medically determined that a cat can be safely spayed and neutered at eight weeks or two pounds. They have to weigh two pounds and then go on to its, its life. They are certainly weaned by that age. So I wouldn't think that there was any, you know, reason for them from that regard to stay with their mom longer. They always learn from their parents. So, you know, the longer a kitten can stay with its mom, probably the more well-adjusted it's going to be emotionally. But here in the United States, I, I think we just quite frankly don't have that luxury Right. If we kept kittens around for 12 weeks, we would have a bigger problem, overcrowding problem in shelters than we do now. So um, I don't know that it traumatizes the cat. It's well beyond their social development window, which is three to seven weeks. So whatever they're exposed to, it's, it's their sensitive development period. Sorry, not their social development period, although they are developing socially in that time frame as well. But if a cat, like let's say you have a solo kitten that doesn't have a mom and you are bottle feeding it from three weeks and it's not around other adult cats, well, then that solo raised kitten may have a little harder time adjusting to cat to cat relationships later in life just because it wasn't exposed to that during that, that sensitive development period. She says, eventually I'd like to let my cat go outside. Currently, he's an indoor cat that's allowed only out on my balcony. How do you transition an indoor cat to an outdoor cat? Now, a lot of our United States listeners would probably go, no, don't let your cat outdoors. But you'd be surprised to know that in most other countries, it's very, very common for cats to have access to the outdoors. It's really only here in the United States where we feel like keeping a cat indoors only 
is the safest thing for them. And it is. If you allow your cat to free roam, you know, it has all kinds of risks, getting hit by a car, picking up diseases from other cats it, it runs into, being injured in fights, eaten by predators. I mean, there's just a ton of things that can happen to a cat when it's outside of your own safe environment, of course. Is it enriching? You bet it is. A cat's a wild creature that you know would love to go outside and hunt all day long, but expect that it will shorten their lifespan if you allow your cat to free roam outdoors. And they say that outdoor cats, you know, certainly don't, they probably live about half a lifespan of an indoor only cat. But if you want your cat to, to go outside, harness train it. So get a nice secure harness with a leash, take your cat outside, let it explore, just sit kind of on the front porch let it explore as long as it wants to go and as far as it wants to go and see how comfortable it is. Make sure you're not in a high traffic area because if you are, let's not do that. A cat will run out in front of a car if it sees a squirrel on the other side of the road and not think twice about it. So, you know, be careful, but harness and leash train them and go with them so that they can learn their territory with you there and uh, hopefully stay safe. She says, the first few months I had Princeton, my cat would hoard his toys under my bed. Why do they do that? That's adorable, by the way, but probably because when cats are settling into a new environment, it's very important. They're very territorial. So it's important that they carve out a territory that they feel like they're in control of. And under the bed's a perfect place to do that. There's no people there. Nobody can accidentally step on them or kick them or reach them. They are, you know, rulers of their kingdom under the bed. So he probably gathered all his toys under there and, and was protecting them because this was his territory and his domain. And then as he began to feel safer in the environment, he would come out and explore beyond, and then the room became his territory, and then the whole house becomes his territory, and the toys will go with him to where he feels safe playing with them. So I think it's really just a, a, a carving out of territory and, and safe space for him. She says, my cat used to be scared of many of his more realistic toys, like the wand toy with feathers. Now, after one year of having him, he enjoys them. Why is it that some skittish cats are scared of toys that look like prey? It seems pretty strange that something natural would be scary. You know, I've seen this, especially with the cats, you know, that I'm fostering that are from hoarding situations or more shy and shut down or maybe have a lot of past trauma in their lives. I see that they, they're they scared of those toys, especially the bigger, fluffier ones. And I think it's because they're flying around up and around their heads and they just don't know what's going on. Is something coming at me? They, it's hard for them to distinguish. Is it prey or is it a predator? So start out with, you know, like ribbon toys. Now make sure you put them up after you're playing with them. You don't want the cats to eat the ribbon, digest the ribbon. So just take ribbon and, and trail it around the floor so the cat can get comfortable with it and then start kind of popping it up a little bit. And same with your feather wand toys, just kind of pull them along on the floor first where it's not up in the air and, and quite so scary. 
She says he's not castrated yet and usually pees where there is a smell of man, like my brother and dad's bed, where they sit. Do cats differentiate between men and women? Well, first of all, you need to get your cat neutered. It's been a year, and not neutering cats, as you're seeing, can absolutely cause litter box problems that may never go away. So neutering him will stop that, should stop that. Now, once they start, it's kind of hard to reverse time and, and make them stop again, but it'll go a long way in making them stop. And you definitely don't want to start this transition from indoor to outdoor without neutering him first, because then he'll be impregnating a bunch of cats in the neighborhood and there'll be a bunch of unwanted kittens running around. So get that done right away, Marie Louise. Um, now, the reason that he is targeting places that smell like your brother and father doesn't have anything to do with their gender. He probably does not smell testosterone where they've been sitting and trying to, you know, dominate the environment with his testosterone over it. That's probably not what's going on. Chances are that cats actually will urinate on things that are very personal in an attempt to bond with you. So if your brother and dad are probably a little less interactive with him, sounds like your mom's probably gone the extra mile to try to make Princeton feel comfortable in her home. So he's bonded with your mom. So he's not going to pee on her things because cats use urine to mix scents. And that's how they bond with other cats. So if cats are living in an area together, they'll use the same place to urinate and defecate because that way they're layering scents. So if they, he sounds like to me, he's trying to bond with your brother and dad by urinating on the things that smell like them. Now, I'm sure your dad and brother don't feel like that's a very bonding action on his part <laughs> because I wouldn't. If he peed in my chair, I'd not feel closer to him. But that's what he's trying to do. So have your dad and brother go the extra mile by giving him treats, doing treat toss, have them pray play with him with the ribbons, have them feed him his meals and have them start to pet him like he likes to be pet by you. And that'll go a long way. If he feels like he's bonded with your dad and your brother and that they are welcoming of him also in their environment, then that behavior will become less and less. Now, it's also very important that you get the smell out you know, because they will continue to go where they smell urine. So make sure you're you're cleaning up the chair and uh, or your mom is, you're probably with your boyfriend across the Atlantic and mom's having to deal with this. And I can see how that might very well be causing a lot of stress in that environment. And that spills over onto him also. So I, I can see where he's might not be as comfortable when you're away. So I hope that that's all of her questions. And she says, I love your podcast and I love you tuning in, Marie Louise. And I love that you sent these very thoughtful questions to me. And I hope this answered them. And if not, um, shoot me another email, let me know, and we'll go into more detail in another episode. Thanks to the rest of you for tuning in today. 
and uh, and putting up with my self rambling, <laughs> and uh, and I know you missed Dewey, and I'll pass that along to him. And if you get a chance, go to our website. And check out our new services section that's been expanded. And there's some new things I'm I'm venturing into doing for you. So check that out. Also check out our store. It'll say boutique, behavior boutique shop. And uh, there's some cool new products we're getting in every day. So products for your cat, of course. Things, fun things like we're talking about prey playing. We have a fishing toll pool. It's a real child's fishing pole where they can cast a cat toy out. It, it's super fun. Check that out. All kinds of cool stuff there. And of course, the infamous lick and lap treats. Sadly, I don't think you can get them in Sweden, Marie Louise, but those are incredible bonding tools there. Uh, your cats, if you did have them, your brother and dad should give lick and lap to your cat and that will fix that problem, almost guaranteed. So check out the store if you get a chance. All the proceeds from that go to benefit Cat Behavior Solutions, which is a nonprofit. We're working tirelessly to keep cats out of shelters and to help those poor cats that have ended up in shelters get better care and behavior modification programs. And keep tuning in. And until next time. Keep calm and purr on. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend. 